0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, the many symptoms of polycystic ovary syndrome.
1: It affects their appearance in most cases. It affects their emotional state. It affects their reproductive potential. It's really a life-changing and often devastating condition.
0: One of the biggest causes of female infertility and more when Radio Health Journal
2: returns. The human papillomavirus, or HPV, is a virus often associated with cervical cancer, but other types of HPV-linked cancers are increasing, including those of the head and neck, especially among middle-aged men. Dr. William Faquin, a pathologist at Massachusetts General Hospital and co-author of a new clinical guideline from the College of American Pathologists, the CAP, explains what you need to know.
3: High-risk HPV causes over 70% of cancers in the back of the throat, the base of the tongue, and especially the tonsils. But accurate testing of these cancers can provide some good news. Certain common high-risk types of HPV are associated with a better prognosis and potentially need less aggressive treatment with fewer side effects that treatment produces. This is why the College of American Pathologists has issued a new guideline to help ensure that patients receive accurate testing and the best treatment specific to their cancer.
2: Cancer fighting tools are increasing. Clinical practice guidelines like this one from the CAP help doctors know precisely which tools to use and when to produce the most effective treatment. In medicine, if a disorder
0: is called a syndrome, that means it has a variety of symptoms that may seem completely unrelated. It also usually means that doctors aren't sure what causes it. Given all that, syndromes are often misdiagnosed. So it is for a condition called polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS, which affects up to 10% of women in the United States and up to 20% of women elsewhere in the world.
1: PCOS is the most common endocrine disorder of women of reproductive age, and its impact on the lives of women who carry this condition, it's really enormous. It changes their lives. It affects their appearance in most cases. It affects their emotional state. It affects their reproductive potential. It's really a life-changing and often devastating condition. That's Dr.
0: Felice Gersh, medical director of the Integrative Medical Group of Irvine in Irvine, California.
1: It's really a condition that traverses every organ system in the female body. It's really quite extensive in its impact. A lot of the symptoms that are well-known are the cosmetic ones. For example, alopecia or loss of hair on the scalp is a very prominent problem. We call it androgenic alopecia where you have temporal balding of women and this is happening in women in their 20s and 30s you know a time when they're starting their careers they're looking for you know, husbands and partners. And it's really devastating for a woman to be having problems with hair on the top of their head and looking for even wigs and hair extensions and comb overs. You know, we don't want that when you're like 25 years old. The other is hirsutism, which is unwanted excessive facial hair, but it can also be on the back. It can be excessive hair on the the legs, like on the thighs. It can be on the abdomen, on the chest and what woman wants to shave every morning.
0: Other symptoms can be just as difficult. Polycystic ovary syndrome can make women gain weight and make it very hard to lose. That seldom prompts seeing a doctor for a diagnosis, but infertility does. Reproductive issues are one of the primary reasons women seek help. However, there's no real test for PCOS. Dr. John Nessler, professor of medicine and chairman of the Department of Internal Medicine at Virginia Commonwealth University, says doctors make a diagnosis based solely on symptoms.
3: To my mind, the true hallmarks of polycystic ovary syndrome are two things. One is chronic anovulation, that is a woman is not ovulating every month, and usually that manifests itself by a woman having eight or fewer menstrual periods a year on a chronic basis. The other manifestation is an increased circulating level of androgens, male sex steroids. All men and all women have testosterone and estrogen, it's just that we have them in different proportions. So in women with polycystic ovary syndrome, the ovary makes too much testosterone and you can measure the testosterone in the blood. Or you can see physical signs of testosterone excess, such as increased hair growth in unwanted body areas, what we call hirsutism, severe acne, or thinning of the hair on the scalp.
0: However, while the cosmetic and reproductive symptoms are bad enough, Nestler says long-term risks of PCOS can be even more frightening.
3: If a woman has polycystic ovaries syndrome, and especially if she is overweight or obese and has the syndrome, then she has a markedly increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Estimates indicate that perhaps there are a million young women in the United States walking around of relatively young age, 25 to 35, who have type 2 diabetes, which is directly attributable to their having polycystic ovary syndrome. And they're unaware of it because we don't go around screening 25 to 35 year old women for diabetes. Even worse, there's probably around 3 million young women in the United States walking around with what we call impaired glucose tolerance. So that's not diabetes, but it's a harbinger of diabetes. You're not handling glucose in an optimal manner. And it is a risk factor for the development of diabetes. And again, these women are unaware that they have this because we don't screen them. And again, that is directly attributable to them having polycystic ovary syndrome.
0: But the risk of diabetes isn't all.
3: There's also good evidence to indicate that they probably have a two-fold greater risk of developing cardiovascular disease, not when they're 20 or 30 years old, but later in life, and that they may actually develop cardiovascular disease at an earlier age. So in other words, you think of normal women having cardiovascular disease maybe in their 70s, whereas women with PCOS will often have problems in their early 60s and their late 50s.
0: Cancer risk is also higher in women with PCOS, specifically endometrial cancer.
3: The uterine lining in a normal woman is exposed to estrogen, and then exposed to progesterone, and the lining is shed, the monthly menstrual period. In women with PCOS, they have estrogen constantly bombarding the uterine lining. They don't make progesterone, that lining is not shed, and if that goes on long enough, 15, 20 years, then they can develop what we call endometrial hyperplasia or eventually endometrial cancer. So that's a risk due to the steroid abnormalities that are going on.
0: With all these symptoms, polycystic ovary syndrome is actually named for yet something else. The observation decades ago that many women afflicted have small cysts on the ovaries. However, that's not the cause of the disorder. In fact, many doctors now believe that disrupted hormones aren't the root cause either. Nestler says it's a cascade of events that's extremely complicated.
3: I regard it primarily as a metabolic disorder that has endocrine and reproductive consequences. What's clear, I think, is that insulin or insulin resistance plays a key role in the disorder. These women have insulin resistance, slightly higher insulin levels, and studies in vitro, in other words, in cell models and in vivo, that is in women themselves, have shown that that insulin can stimulate the ovaries to make testosterone. And it's presumed that increased production of testosterone in the ovary is somehow interfering with the ovulatory process. That is the development of the egg and the release of the egg.
0: However, Gersh says the many symptoms caused by PCOS can completely trip up recognizing the problem.
1: If a woman sees her predominant problem as one of acne or hair loss, she may go to a dermatologist. If irregular cycles is her main symptom or lack of ability to get pregnant, you know, fertility issues, she may then go to her gynecologist if she has insulin resistance, which is very common in women with PCOS, the majority of women with PCOS will have insulin resistance and a much higher rate of developing true diabetes as well. So if that's their predominant problem or weight problems, because unfortunately, somewhere between 70 and 80% of women with polycystic ovary syndrome have a significant problem with being overweight or obese. And if that's their predominant problem, they may go to an endocrinologist. So because it involves the full spectrum of things that women can have as so many diverse symptoms, they could end up in one of many different types of doctor's offices. And that's one of the reasons why the diagnosis of PCOS is often greatly delayed There was just a recent study that showed it took several years and like seven different doctor visits before a woman even got diagnosed with PCOS.
0: And with every specialty may come a different treatment. Dr. Bree Turner-McGreevy, Associate Professor of Health Promotion Education Behavior at the University of South Carolina, cites a common case.
4: The first thing they notice is that the menstrual cycle becomes irregular and they may even completely stop menstruating. They go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, I'll put you on the pill to regulate you. And that's completely missing the underlying cause of what's happening. And so then women are on the pill for a long time and they decide they want to conceive. They go off the pill and they don't get a menstrual cycle and they're like, what's going on? And at that point, that's a lot of the time when women do get diagnosed because they're going to their doctor saying, I want to conceive and I don't have a menstrual cycle.
3: There's nothing wrong in using a birth control pill. Birth control pill can be a very effective agent for treating polycystic ovary syndrome. But a birth control pill will not address the long-term risk for diabetes or for heart disease. So again, it depends on how are you looking at this disorder. Are you looking at it purely as a reproductive disorder where a woman is not ovulating and where she has infrequent menses or maybe as a cosmetic disorder because of the extra hair growth, in which case birth control pills would be fine if a woman is not desiring pregnancy. But if you're looking at it as a metabolic disorder and say, well, we have to address that, but we also have to address the risk for diabetes and heart disease, well, then you might be more inclined to use an insulin sensitizing agent. Or, in fact, I sometimes use both.
0: Nestler says it stands to reason that if insulin resistance is what's prompting the ovaries to produce too much testosterone, improving insulin sensitivity should help just about every symptom.
3: And that's precisely what the studies show. In fact, the best way of improving insulin sensitivity is, not surprisingly, weight loss. Exercise, diet, and weight loss is the number one prescription for women with polycystic ovary syndrome. And if you think about it, it's the same thing that we say about diabetic patients, exercise, diet, and weight loss, because that is also an insulin resistance syndrome. So there's a similarity there. But often it's difficult for women with polycystic ovary syndrome to lose weight. So we also have pharmacologic agents that we can use. And the one that's used most commonly around the world is a drug called metformin, which was originally developed to be a drug to treat diabetes, but presently the second most common reason why it's used in the United States is for the treatment of polycystic ovary syndrome.
0: Nestler says the benefits of weight loss on PCOS prove to him that insulin resistance is the root cause in many women, but it also takes a genetic predisposition. And it could be that too much inflammation in the body has a role as well.
5: We published the first study showing that elevations in an inflammatory substance was elevated in the blood of women with PCOS. And these women with PCOS were normal weight or obese. But when looking at it, comparing to normal women, even normal weight women with PCOS had elevation in this inflammatory substance in the blood. Given
0: that finding, Dr. Frank Gonzalez, Associate Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, wondered if reducing inflammation could reduce
5: PCOS symptoms. Administering three months of an aspirin-like medication to women with PCOS who were normal weight and had no insulin resistance we noticed that these women had a decrease in their male hormone production from the ovaries and some who hadn't had regular periods at all began to have periods during treatment.
0: Clearly many factors could be at play in polycystic ovary syndrome. Even experts don't agree on possible causes, at least not yet. However, women often suffer for years before they get treatment. A variety of treatments can help, but Nestler says the main thing is to get started.
3: If you are having eight or fewer menstrual periods a year, then you should be evaluated for the possibility that you might have polycystic ovary syndrome. And if that is indeed the case, then you should be evaluated for glucose intolerance or type 2 diabetes and for cardiovascular risk factors.
0: You can find out more about all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.net. You can also find archives of our shows there, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Reed Pence.
4: Radio Health Journal returns with medical notes in just a moment. Celebrity fitness trainer Bob Harper was the picture of health, turning his passion for fitness into a career training others to live a healthy lifestyle and reach their fitness goals. But a severe heart attack in February 2017 changed his life. To help heart attack survivors share their stories and inspire others, Harper and AstraZeneca are partnering to launch Survivors Have Heart, an essay contest where heart attack survivors can share their personal journey and connect with other survivors, including Harper. Heart attack survivors are encouraged to visit SurvivorsHaveHeart.com for details and to enter for a chance to travel to New York City to celebrate survivorship with Bob Harper. Harper is focused on his recovery and getting his health and fitness back on track. After his heart attack, in addition to making lifestyle changes, Harper's doctor prescribed Berlinta Ticagrelor 90 milligram tablets made by AstraZeneca to help reduce the chance of another heart attack or dying from one. When considering treatment options for you after a recent heart attack, be sure to ask your doctor if Brilinta is right for you. Brilinta is a prescription for adults who have been hospitalized for a heart attack, also known as acute coronary syndrome. Brilinta is used to lower your chance of having another heart attack or dying from one. Take Brilinta twice daily with low-dose aspirin once daily. Do not take aspirin more than 100 mg daily as this affects how well Brilinta works. Don't stop taking Berlenta without talking to your doctor since stopping it too soon increases your risk of clots in your stent, heart attack, stroke, and even death. Berlenta may cause bruising or bleeding more easily or serious, sometimes fatal bleeding. Don't take Berlenta if you have bleeding like stomach ulcers, a history of bleeding in the brain, or severe liver problems. Slow heart rhythm has been reported. Tell your doctor about bleeding, new or unexpected shortness of breath, any planned surgery, and all medicines you take. For more information, see our ad in Weight Watchers magazine. Visit Brilinta.com or call 1-800-BRILINTA. If you can't afford your medication, AstraZeneca may be able to help.
2: Medical Notes this week. Experts have assumed for years that new forms of birth control pills pose much less cancer risk than previous generations. But a new study shows that less estrogen doesn't necessarily make contraceptives safer. The study in the New England Journal of Medicine finds that any contraceptive that releases hormones raises the breast cancer risk by at least a little. That includes IUDs and implants as well as the pill. Researchers estimate that an extra 13 cases of breast cancer will develop for every 100,000 women using hormone contraceptives. We've reported previously that people with mental illness are more likely to be in jail. In fact, about 40% of people in prison have a serious mental health issue, but other disabilities make people more likely to be arrested as well. A study in the American Journal of Public Health finds that people with emotional, physical, cognitive, or sensory disabilities are about 44% more likely to be arrested compared to people without disabilities. Researchers say police need more training on how disabilities may affect compliance with their orders. And finally, those late-night snacks that take a toll on your waistline may also be giving you wrinkles. A study in the journal Cell Reports shows that midnight snacks disrupt circadian rhythms in about 10% of the genes of the skin. The end result is a reduction in the activity of an enzyme that repairs sun damage to the skin. And that's Medical Notes this week.